Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. impacted by his ministry. I could think of no greater friend that I have in the world than Brother Marks, and I want him to come, take his liberty tonight, preach to us whatever the Lord has laid upon his heart. I want you to receive the man of God by lifting up your hands one more time to him and saying, God, I want to hear the word of the Lord tonight. Come on, let's do that all over the building. Come on, would you lift your voice all over the house? Would you connect with somebody again there close to you if it's appropriate? And would you pray again? We're going to push on this just a little bit with prayer here for just a moment. Come on, would you use your voice? Would you pray right now? We need the Holy Ghost to intervene here tonight. We need God to help us. We need God to help us. Hallelujah. I count it a tremendous honor to be here tonight and to be a part of this meeting. And um, I do not in any way, no matter how many times that I'm asked to do this, no way do I ever take it lightly. In fact, may seem impossible to you, but with each and every moment like this where I'm invited to share with you, there's so much in the balance, the pressure, the responsibility is, is great and it's something I do not take lightly. I have um, sought the Lord fervently about this meeting. I have been as sick the last several days as I can remember being in a while, but I knew that I was supposed to be here tonight, 
I'm only telling you this um, because I want you to know what is at hand, the importance of what is at hand. I came to this service tonight with two things that I felt like were pressing. Um, this does not happen every service. In fact, I was standing here on the front row tonight trying to remember the last time that it happened just like this. When I stepped in this building and I walked down this side aisle and stood here at the front and began to feel after God about this service, I felt like that the Lord spoke something to me so specific that it was almost audible. And it was a phrase that when I ran concordance on it, my suspicions were correct. It was a phrase verbatim, thundered in my spirit sitting right over there. Verbatim, it's a, it's a phrase from the word of the Lord. It's, and so this is not how you do it unless you're trying to follow the spirit. If you're going to make a career out of sermonizing, this is not what you do here tonight. But I'm not here to make a name for myself. I don't have a note, not one. I don't even have a word other than the phrase that God spoke to me. But I'm going to... I'm going to read this text and I'm going to do what the Lord has asked me to do. And I want you to... Again, this is just happened, so I don't even know if it's possible, but it may take us a minute, but could you put the words, what they, that choir just sang? There was a line somewhere in that song, and I, it was all I could do to keep it together, knowing what the Lord was saying to me, and then they, they begin to sing. I never heard that song before. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loose. God, we believe, yes, we can see it. That wonders are still what you do. Bodies. Bodies are still being raised. Bodies are still being raised. Thank you for singing that song. I'd like you to turn your attention to Mark chapter 5. If you'll forgive me, I'll skip all of the things that need and should be said at this point and just quickly get to business here tonight. The Gospel of St. Mark chapter 5. Again, as we read this, I'm not sure that God's given me a sermon to preach tonight. I think he's given me an utterance. And I'm going to move through this just to give you a little foundation, and then I'm going to, I think that's the word I'm looking for. I'm going to utter, I believe, with a great anointing that I already feel on me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. 
I'm going to utter something over this congregation. Not mutter. I'm going to utter something. A divine utterance. There's going to be a raising in this place tonight. I need a parent to get excited about what I just said. There is going to be a raising in this house tonight. While he yet spake, there came from, verse 35, from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, I take authority of all fear, of all trepidation, of all worry, cynicism, skepticism. I take authority over any spirit that would keep miracles from happening in this place in the next few minutes. He said, Be not afraid. If you came to this building tonight with concerns, and you may have legitimate reasons for those concerns, I'm telling you, it's time to put your concerns in check. Be not afraid. Only believe. And he suffered not no man to follow him save Peter and John, and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult, the confusion, the disturbance, the uproar. And them that wept and wailed greatly, and when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Why make ye this ado? The damsel is not dead, she sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him, and entered in where the damsel was lying. Somebody get ready. Somebody get ready. Somebody get ready. Somebody get ready. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha, kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was the age of twelve years old. And they were astonished with great astonishment. And straightway, verse number 42, and straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years old. And straightway, come on, I don't know where you're at, I need somebody to plug into this service right now. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of age of 12 years. And straightway the damsel arose. When I walked into this building, I stood standing right there on that row. 
that front row, I heard this phrase explode into my spirit. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Tonight, for the next few moments, I want to preach to this gathering an utterance that the Holy Ghost gave me just a few minutes ago. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Now, maybe you didn't feel like you had a reason to pray a moment ago. Maybe everything that you needed to happen for you has already happened in this building. I understand that both of the men that have gone before me are very capable. Maybe your needs have already been met. Maybe God's already done for you what you needed Him to do. But I can tell you that there are some desperate needs that are in this house tonight. There are some code blue situations. There are some things that have knocked the damsel flat of her back. Please, you would be making a grave mistake, young man, if you say, well, the Spirit's only speaking to the young ladies because this was a young lady. I am speaking to damsels. And when you find out here in a few moments what a damsel really is, you'll understand that it's all-inclusive. But I can tell you, not far from where you stand, if you don't have a need, there's somebody that does. Not far from where you stand, if you're all right, if you're on your feet, come on, if your shoulders are square, come on, I'm not talking about physically. I know physically we're all on our feet right now, but spiritually there's some people that are laying flat on their back. Come on, I'm telling you, the devil's counted you out. Critics have counted you out. You've counted yourself out. Come on. You've given up. You've thrown in the towel. But I believe there's going to be a resurrection in this house before we finish here in just a few moments. There's a divine utterance. God wants to speak a word over the damsel in this house. Arise. Come on. Would you connect with somebody and begin to pray with this in mind, with this need in mind? Would you lift your voice and begin to pray all over this house? you got to do better than that. It might not be your baby, but it's somebody's baby. Come on. Some of you young people that are doing better than you've ever done before, you know what it is to struggle. Some of you that have stood in meetings just like this, come on, and been at critical crossroads, you know what it is to desperately need a touch from God. We're not here to patty cake. We're not here to go through the motions. We're not here to give some kind of cute display with crochets. Come on, that's not what we're here to do. We're here to see God move. We're here to see God impact somebody's life. No, 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 we're not. No, you're going to push this. 
Come on, right now, lift your voice and pray. We're going to pray. You got to open your mouth and pray. You got to make noise. We got to get louder than the doubt. We got to get louder than the fear. We got to get louder than the cynicism. We got to get louder than the carnality. confessing to you here tonight. I can't pull this by myself. I need praying young people that are going to pull with me. I need praying parents that are going to pull with me. I need praying leaders that are going to pull with this evangelist tonight. somebody push I need somebody to help me to break up the ado the commotion the mourning I, I hate to be the one to have to bust up the pity party here tonight maybe 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 I don't hate it I'm glad to bust up the pity party I don't know who gave up on you but I come to tell you on Friday night God hasn't given up on you I don't know who's marked you off, but baby God hasn't marked you off. You can be seated. I happen to glance. Right above our scripture text here tonight, I think that it is without irony when my eyes landed on how this story is unfolding. We have just if you will, we have just stepped away from the miracle of the woman with the issue of blood. Numbers here never paid attention to this till just a few moments ago. This woman had been plagued with something for 12 years. She had grew worse, the Bible said. The Bible says was nothing better. She had spent all that she had. I think that it is no accident, listen very closely, that this miracle for this woman with this 12-year problem happened, happened, while another miracle or another need was put on pause. It's just a damsel. It's just a young person. Come on now, give me my poetic liberty here. Let me preach how I feel this tonight. 
Jarius, by all rights, had reached Jesus first. Jarius, with a daughter, a damsel, 12 years old, that we find out later from the text, she is sick and nigh unto death. But damn the damsel, her need, Jarius, the pressing need of a daughter that was slipping, sick, slipping off in to eternity, on the verge of dying. Twelve years old is not a time that somebody ought to be thinking about dying or preparing to die. But it's put on pause. It's put on pause because an adult, if you will, somebody with a problem that has gone on, come on longer or almost as long as you've been alive. I'm preaching this, never preached this before, but I'm trying to preach something into your spirit. And I'm telling you, I remember sitting where you are sitting and oftentimes feeling like that others, because of age and because of position and titles, that their problems took precedent over my problem. Come on, I got a couple come ons right there. I can remember sitting in services and feeling like, well, I'm just 12 years old. I'm just 13 years old. I'm just 14 years old. What kind of problem can a 14-year-old have? What kind of problem can a 15-year-old have? You haven't lived long enough really to have a problem. And it seemed that I said in services, come on, and, 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 and in my own mind, and I'm sure Satan was, was there, and I'm sure he manipulates the mind this way, but he, he can make you feel that, that your problem is really not a problem. He can, he can undermine the importance of, of you as a young person because you're just 12 years old. And we see that seemingly the problem of this damsel, and I emphasize the word seemingly, was put on pause and that something else took priority. Listen to me very loud and clear right now before I go any further. I don't care what you feel like has taken precedent over your problems to this point. Listen to me. Tonight is about you. I don't care. And you can say, I'm telling you, there's young people that feel this way or the Holy Ghost wouldn't be speaking this out of my mouth right now to you never contemplating what I'm telling you. The Spirit is speaking this tonight. I don't care how many services. I don't care how many prayer meetings. I don't care how many times you sit around the table and it seems like your parents' problems took precedent or priority over your problems. What kind of problems? I'm just 15 years old. What kind of problems should I have anyways? compared to my parents' problems. Come on, I know your parents have got problems and we'll talk about it later. But tonight, I want every young person in this place to hear me. Your problems tonight are priority. Your problems tonight take precedent over everything else. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Come on. I feel like I need to take a few moments right now 
and tell you, I know your parents have been going through all kinds of things and nobody's even paying attention to you. Come on, it feels like your parents' problems have been over-prioritized. Your problems have been overlooked. You hear this preacher, God sent me here tonight. I didn't premeditate this, but he wants to speak it into your spirit. You matter to God. Your problems matter to God. Your struggles matter to God. Your troubles matter to God. Hallelujah. There's many things that have been preached and there's many things that will be preached as we go forward in regards to the fact that the good shepherd would leave the 99 and go after that one. But I'll tell you tonight what it screams to me. It screams this to me. You matter. You matter. And I know there's a lot here tonight that are looking pretty and Pentecostal and it looks like they got it all together. You hear this preacher right now? If you've got problems... Your problems are God's priority tonight. God's got an answer. God's got a miracle. God's got deliverance. You matter to God. I'm preaching to young people that are dying. And it's not helping matters any. That you feel like your life has been put on pause. And everything else has taken precedent over what you're going through. Your problems take precedent tonight because you matter. And I'm sure there were moments as this woman with this 12-year issue And some of you sat here and say, well, thank you for telling me that I matter. But my problem in my own mind has been undermined to the point. I mean, come on, look at sister so-and-so. Come on, look at brother so-and-so. Come on, look at what pastor's going through. Come on, look at what my parents are dealing with. And I've let the enemy undermine my problem to to the point that I'm pretty much convinced I'm not even sure if I really got a problem anymore. And how many times Jairus is standing over there, thankful, I'm sure, for what God is doing in her life, but wondering, when is my day coming? When are we going to get back to what's going on in my life? When's this? Come on. I'm not talking about being selfish or self-centered. I'm telling some young people right now, you've worried about everybody else, and you've worried about everything else, and you've worried about your parents. It's time to get your mind off of the problems going on in your church and get your mind on your problems here tonight. Come on, because you're dying, but the Spirit wants to resurrect you before we get out of here. I need a hearty hallelujah right now. I said, I need a hearty hallelujah right now. Some of you just been waiting around. And it's a bad thing. Knowing you're dying. Waiting on, patiently, on your problem to become a priority.
I'm preaching to young people right now that are screaming with lips so shut. There's a cry in here. I said, there's young people in this house that are crying out. But you're crying out through closed lips. You don't know how to articulate it. You're frustrated. You're discouraged. You're disappointed. But so many other things have piled in and come down. I mean, how disheartening. Somebody else is getting a miracle. Somebody else's needs getting taken care of. And right about the time their miracles coming to a conclusion, you get word that what you've been patiently, silently, quietly, waiting on God to deal with in your life. The news comes while you trouble the master. She's dead. You matter to God. You're not a trouble to God. There's a big difference between you having troubles and you being a trouble to God. Brother Marks, we got a full house. You're preaching to ten people. I'm telling you, blow your mind how many I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to a whole lot more than ten. In fact, if you want, that's how confident I feel about it. But if, even if it's just ten, that'll be fine too. But I'm preaching to a whole lot more, a whole lot more than just ten. And you're, while you're waiting around, wanting to say something, but patiently waiting on your service, waiting on your time, waiting on your moment, something's going to happen. Something's going to give. Watching it happen in everybody else's life. Watching another service go by and somebody else being touched instead of things getting better. And what you thought was patience, now you receive the word. If the damsel is dead, the damsel is dead. Why trouble ye the master? The damsel is dead. I like what Jesus did. And I hope that there's just a smidgen of his spirit on me here tonight, even in a weak body and a frail mind, that there would be enough authority in the spirit that your Holy Ghost would connect my Holy Ghost and we could turn amongst everything that's going on in people's lives and take authority of the fear. He said, fear not. Be not afraid. Only believe. For the marks, I'm so concerned. Be not afraid. For the marks, I'm so upset. Be not afraid. For the marks, for the marks, I just, be not afraid. I need some believers in this place right now. I need some believers in this place right now. One, two, three. Thank you. I said I need some believers in this place right now. Uh, it seems like I spent, I feels like I spent too much time over the last 20 years, Brother Calhoun, dealing with the doubters, 
Come on, trying to drive out the doubters, dealing with the unbelievers. Come on, dealing with dealing with the doubters among us. But here tonight, I'm not worried about the doubters. I'm looking for the believers. I'm looking for somebody in this house that believes somebody can get up before we leave here tonight. Somebody can turn around before we get Somebody can have an encounter that erases every bit of doubt. Are there any believers in the house? Shout yes if you believe. Come on, I'm going to try that again. That was pretty good, but I want to know right now, are there any believers? Not doubters. Are there any believers in the house? Let the believers say so. God doesn't just do miracles for people with problems that have lasted 12 years. God doesn't just do miracles for moms and dads. God does miracles for damsels. Where'd my believers go? I want somebody to shout, I believe. I'm going to try it again. Come on, I need a, the gift of faith got to get to moving here right now. I need it to kick in. I need somebody to help me. God's not just doing miracles for moms and dads. God can do miracles for damsels. Somebody shout, I believe. But I'm not where I need to be in God. Uh, here we go. I couldn't quote ten scriptures. I'm not reading my Bible the way I ought to be reading my Bible. I'm not praying the way I ought to, I ought to be praying. In fact, I'd like to have a prayer life, but I don't even know where to begin. He said, God would do miracles for moms and dads. He said, God would do miracles for damsels. But I don't even qualify as a dead damsel. People knew where I was mentally right now. Come on, I'm, I'm preaching to where you people knew. People knew where I was mentally right now. They'd be so disappointed in me. I looked apart. I've dressed the part. I've even learned to a certain extent how to motion and move my way through things without people knowing I'm struggling. God will do miracles for moms and dads. He'll do miracles for damsels, but I don't even know if I qualify to be a damsel. What was he actually driving at here? Damsel, youth, young. But fairs, the word that is used there, is also the same word that was used through the entire New Testament 
in reference to an immature Christian. All you pious, self-righteous Pharisees, stick your fingers in your ears because I'm fixing to highly offend you right now. God doesn't just do miracles for people that's got it all together. Well, I can see God putting me on pause and doing a miracle for her. God have mercy. Because she spent everything. She got down on her knees. I can see God doing a miracle for her because she still had enough energy to get down on her knees and press through everybody that was surrounding him and touch the hem of his garment. I, I've lost the desire to push a long time ago. I don't have any, I don't have any initiative to push. The push is gone. I don't, there's a wall there, but I've had no desire to push. And so we can say, well, yeah, we get in our minds, well, yeah, they deserve a miracle. Yeah, they deserve God to do something in their lives. But I'm just a damsel. Well, let me just identify to you what a damsel is. A damsel is an immature Christian. Let me break that on down for you. Not where you need to be. Not praying how you need to pray. Not fasting consistently. Not in the Word the way you need to be in the Word. Come on, the devil wants you to tell. The devil wants you to believe. Come on, and I'm here tonight to rebuttal. I'm here tonight to bring that down. He wants you to believe that there's no room for a miracle in an immature Christian's life. He didn't, come on, notice he didn't drop the word Christian. Come on, just because you're immature doesn't mean that you're not striving to be Christ-like. I'm trying to preach to somebody, right? I don't know what it's going to do to take to, to shake this crowd up, but I'm here to shake you up if they have to carry me out of here. Listen, even the damsel, even the damsel even the damsel gets a miracle before we get out of Mark chapter 5. Oh yeah, sure. God to heal Sister Wendell's body because we all know Sister Wendell's a prayer warrior and she's a mature Christian. God doesn't just do miracles for mature Christians. God, come on, we all fall flat of our back, but God doesn't just pick the people up that fall flat of their back that have it all together because the fact of the matter is most of us don't have it all together. In fact, if you realize how many of us fail, come on, under the qualifications of a damsel, it would probably astound you. So quit letting the devil beat you up. Quit letting the devil show you your struggles and tell you that that disqualifies you from a resurrection. I'm telling you, God wants to raise you in spite of your struggles. God wants to raise you in spite of your troubles. God wants to raise you. Hallelujah. 
And I know just like here, there's people here tonight say this is a bunch of nonsense. Come on, all this racket, all this throwing water around. I got word for you, just like Jesus did for them. You can laugh me to scorn, but get out of here because before we leave this building tonight, somebody's baby's getting up. Somebody's daughter's getting up. Somebody's son's getting up. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to preach to a damsel in this building right now. I don't know who made you feel like a failure. I don't know who made you feel like it was hopeless uh, that you'd ever get it together. I'm talking to a young person laying flat on your back uh, that's just come to the conclusion, I'm not cut out to be apostolic. I'm not cut out to live like this. I fail, 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 fail. I got a word for you, damsel. Arise, 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 arise. Listen to me right now. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it is. I don't feel like it's necessary to unpack the things that have brought you to this place where you are flat of your back. We could get into those things. There's stuff going on in your church. There's stuff going on in your youth group. There's stuff going on with your parents. There's crazy stuff going on in their marriage. I'm preaching to some young people right now. There's been so much confusion behind closed doors as of late. You don't know if you're coming or going. We could sit here and talk about all of that and all of us be in the mully grubs before we get finished. But I don't believe that's the will of God. What I believe the will of God is is to say, get out of here. All of that, get out of here. We're looking for God to raise somebody up. Raise them up out of depression. I need some help. Come on, I need these preachers to help me. There's some young people that are dealing with depression. Damsel, arise. Damsel, arise. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Some of you are dying because of depression. Mayo Clinic defines the clinical definition of depression as one that has succumbed to feelings. This is a clinical definition. Some come to feelings that nothing is ever going to be any different. I'm on it right now. Damsel! Immature Christian, aren't we all? Let's not talk about what the devil showed you disqualifies you. You're a son of God. You're a daughter. Damsel, I say unto you, arise. Depression has put its grimy finger. Some of you, it's all you could do to keep your nose above the water. And it's depression. It's been bobbing your head. 
Thank God you're here tonight. You come up to blow the water out one more time. But this time what you don't realize is resurrection power is about to pull you out. Come on. Resurrection power is about to pull you out of that that pool of nonsense. You hear me right now. All of that stuff that's swirling around. I'm preaching to you right now. All of those waters that are overcoming you. There's resurrection power in here. God's going to pull you above the depression. God's going to pull... Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Feelings. Succumbing. The feelings. Why do I feel hesitancy just to put my finger on it, call it out? Well, parents are hauling their kids to doctors, and doctors are calling it how they see it. If you're on antidepressants, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm right where I need to be right now. Damsels. Damsels on Xanax. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, and you're having to take stuff to sleep at night. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Sleeves, you hear me right now? Sleeves have not become something that you're insisting on wearing just because of a hole in this standard. But they're here in this building under this roof. There are young ladies that are cutting your arms. Contemplating suicide. There's stuff going on right here. Right here. And that little phone you carried in your purse tonight. You're communicating with people. Looking things up on websites. It's depression. And if the doctor can pronounce all these social anxiety disorders and give you three or four prescriptions, who am I to stand here? Come on now. Now, am I right or wrong? The priest in the Old Testament, he's the one that called it on the leprosy. Did he? Did he make the final call? Then why are we letting, why are we letting men in white coats, why are we letting them medicate this generation? I don't know what you've been Googling. I don't know what you're convinced that you have. I don't know what you're convinced is wrong with you. Some personality disorder. I don't know. Maybe they've got you convinced that you're having that you're having some kind of gender conflict. You're not having a gender conflict. Some stuff has happened in your life that has created disorientation. And you need a deliverance. You need the Holy Ghost to grab you up in this service and to pull you out of that.
it's confusion. It's confusion of what you have. Now, this is going to take some courage. I'm just going to do what I feel right now. I'm going to start right now. I think this is the big one right now. If there's anything else, we'll come back and get it. Back out of here if you will. Succumbing to feelings. And nothing's ever going to change. Nothing's ever going to be any different. I'm going to tell you right now. Don't mess with me. Some of you, I come, I'm, I'm seeing you right now. I come put my finger on your nose. The Holy Ghost is showing me to you right now. There's some of you that are just buying your time because you're already convinced this is going to take you out. Because God don't care. And the woman with the issue, the woman with the issue of blood, is going to get her need met. But I'm just the old damsel over here. And this is going on. This is going on while everybody else is getting their little deals done, and, I, and I'm over here dying. And and you, you've already, you're just buying your time. It's not a matter in your mind. It's already done. You're just treading water. That's it. You're not looking for your next move. You're sunk in your mind. You're done. You're just waiting on it all to play out. Social media is not going to fix this. How many likes you get on a picture of you sticking your chin out with your dumb duck lips is not going to fix this. Playing video games Hours after hours after hours. Online gaming. I'm talking to some of you right now. The hidden societies and communities. I'm telling you, we don't really want to see all this. I'm scaring pastors right now. But the communities that you have joined yourself to outside of this building is not going to fix your problem. Some of you having trouble right now sitting through this service not looking at your phone. Coming to feelings, succumbing depression. Not a prophet. It's a clinical definition. Succumbing to feelings that nothing's ever going to change. Some of you have already started experimenting. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. It was so clear it was almost audible when I stood in this building. If you're in this building, a young person, he does care about you. You do matter. You are not trouble to the master. You're not a burden to these pastors. You're not a burden to these youth leaders. And I can tell you right now that you're not a bother to me. But if you're here and you say, I want to rise above this tonight, but that's where I'm at. It's feelings that I am succumbing to. Don't sit there and undermine with my situation. No, no, that's, that's why I preach what I preach because I'm trying to get you past that. 
I don't care how small you've minimized it in your own mind. You say it's a situation. It's a feeling. It's a thought. It's confusion. It's a question mark. It's something going on in my church. It's something going on in my family. It's something going on in my heart my head. But I feel myself succumbing to these feelings that this is never going to change. And you believe that there's resurrection power here tonight to raise you just like he raised that damsel. Even, listen, even in your immaturity. You know why? Am I t- well, Brother Jackson, am I telling the truth when I... Am I telling the truth, Brother Looper? Am I, men, you men, help me. I know a little bit about some of your past. We are here tonight because of the times that God touched us. No, no, no. The times that God touched us in the presence of our immaturities. I'm not here tonight because of the times he touched me. When I had it together. Or I wouldn't be here tonight, Brother Flowers. I'm here tonight and I got this mic in my hand because of the times that he touched me in spite of my immaturities. In spite. He knew. He knew what I was going to do when I got in the car and I left that service. He knew what I'd done the week before. He knew what I was going to struggle with three weeks later. But I'm here tonight because time and time again, an immature Christian, I wasn't where I needed to be, but I had a desire. I loved God. I'm not preaching to rebels. I'm preaching to struggling young people that deep down you've got a love for God. Yeah, there's immaturities. But God says, damsel, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Damsel, one more time. One more time. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. He'll do it. He'll keep picking you up until he picks you up out of this. You say it's me. That depression that you described. I didn't want to use that word because that sounded big. That sounded bad. It's not the way I would have defined it. But I have. I've given up. I've given up that this is going to change. If you're a young person, and whatever it is, you know what it is. You've given up that it's never going. You plug your situation into the it. This is all I've known is this struggle. It's never going to be any different. I deal with this the rest of my life. I'm always going to struggle with this. I'm never going to get past this. I'm never going to get past them. This. Touched me in spite of my Christian immaturities. Not once, Brother Calhoun, 
over and over and over. And there's some parents in this place that ought to be nodding your head with some conviction right now. And once you leave 12, and 12 becomes 32. He's touched me. That's you. We got a big crowd here tonight. I know that. We're going to work with it. That's what I'm dealing with first. It's depression. I, I, I am dying the death of feeling like this situation is never going to change. I want you to step up where you're standing. I want you to have the courage. There's some young ladies. It's going to take three or four of you to have courage. But if you'll step out right now, if you'll have the courage. Well, I got youth leaders and I've got. No. I'm telling you right now. I don't want you to worry about who's watching you. I don't want, I'm telling you. I don't want you to worry about who's watching you. Young man, young lady right now. I want you to step out. It's not one. It's not two. It's not three. It's not ten. I want you to come stand. Don't kneel. Please. That's what that spirit wants you to do is it wants you to hang your head in shame. Come on. Come on right now. Some of you, some of the very ones I preached to hadn't moved yet. It ain't 10. It ain't 20. You hear what I'm telling you right now. I'm not working up courage as I'm seeing some come forward. I'm telling you what I know. There's a struggle. There's something real going on in your life. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, want, I don't want people looking. I don't, you got to get past people looking at you. You're dying. You're dying, and God wants to, he wants to raise you up in this. So come on, press on in here. We need, we need room. They're coming. They're working up the courage. These that have moved first are helping others right now. Come on, right now. Step on down in here. Come on, step. Come on, step down in here. Come on, step down in here. Move on down in here. Come on. Step down. Fill in these gaps. Come on, fill in these gaps right now. Men, young men, young ladies. I've just given up this situation's ever going to change. Come on. It may be with you. It may be with your family. It may be a church situation. It may be something going on with your parents. Maybe something going on in your mind. It may be faith. Something to do with faith. It may be doctrinal struggles. Come on. I don't care what it is. Come on. Right now. Come on. Come on. Right now. Come on. Right now. Come on. Come on. Somebody's going to think I'm backslid. That, you, you're missing the point. You're missing the point right now. Come on. Somebody's going, I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself up right here by doing this. You're missing the point right now. You're missing the point right now. Come on. You're missing the point. Come on right now. I'm seeing some parents right now that are wondering if God could touch you. I'm just, just on a pause. I'm just telling you, we're after a spirit of depression here tonight. And if I was a parent, if I was a leader, and I had succumbed to these feelings, I'd be getting my spirit open. I'd be letting the Holy Ghost touch me right now. Here's what I want you to do. <laughs> I want you to cry out to God. Listen, I'm going to give I'm going to tell you. We're going to do it together. I don't know how to cry out to God. I want you to cry out to God with, with the degree of frustration. God's not afraid of your questions. And 
Sometimes it's okay to cry out frustrated. Tell you a lot better to go to God mad than you are to go to the bar mad. God's not, God's not afraid for you to express your frustrations to Him. Listen, some of you haven't broken a long time, you're fixing to break. Some of you haven't felt anything a long time, you're fixing. Let me just tell you, honey, you're fixing, you're, you're about to feel something. No college professor is going to be able to take this away from you. No weird, strange doctrine. No carnal backslider. No reprobate family member is going to be able to take away from you what's fixing to happen in your spirit. You hear me right now? You're going to leave this building. And you're going to know that you know that you know that there is a God. And that He knows where you're at. And that He knows what you're struggling with. Come on. Come on. All right. I'm going to speak the phrase over you. I've already spoken it several times. I want this crowd to plug into what God's doing. But I want you to lift your hands right now and I want you to lift your voice. Come on, I want you to begin to cry out. Come on. Come on, open your spirit. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. Young lady, I say unto thee, arise. Preacher's kid, I say unto thee, arise. Come on, young man, arise. Come on, young lady, arise. Get up. In spite of your struggles, arise. In spite of your immaturities, arise. In spite of your faults, arise. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. God's hands on you. God's spirit's on you. Come on, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I drive out the spirit of depression. I drive out the spirit of fear. I drive out the spirit of doubt. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. Young lady, I say unto thee, arise. Parents, would you help me? Youth leaders, would you help me? Young people, would you help me? It's time for a resurrection. It's time for a resurrection. It's time for a resurrection. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. You can't die there. You can't wallow around in that. Get up. Damn's what I say to the arise. Damn's what I say to the arise. Come on, come on, come on, come on. No one can touch you. Depression's got to go. The name of Jesus is greater. The name of Jesus is greater. Come 
His blood is more powerful. His name is greater. Get up, damsel. Get up. Get up, young lady. One more time. Get up. One more time. Get up. Come on. You're not going to backslide over this. You're not going to backslide over this. Come on, young man. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Come on. I need some of you to lay hands on these kids. I need you to take authority right now. I need you to take your liberty. Let God use you. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Spirit of depression in the name of Jesus. I die out hopelessness in the name of Jesus. God's gonna make a way. God's gonna make a way. God's gonna turn it around. God's gonna work it out. I need some young people with faith. Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it, break it. I feel liberty coming. I feel liberty coming. I feel liberty coming. Somebody's about to break out of that. Somebody's about to break out of that box. Somebody's about to come out of that cave. Somebody's about to come out of that cave. Arise! Arise! 
shaken in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. I see light at the end of the tunnel. Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. Arise. Daniel, arise. Yes. 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 Come on, young people. Pray for your comrades. Pray for your peers. Pray for your brothers. We got to have a resurrection here tonight. We got to have a resurrection here tonight. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Come out of that. Come out of that in Jesus' name. Come out of that in Jesus' name. Come out of that in Jesus' name. Come out with your hands raised. Come out with your voice lifted. Come out with victory. Come out with faith. Come out with assurance. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not giving up. Come on, folks. We're getting some victory right now. We're getting some liberty right now. Get up, damsel. Get up, damsel. Get up, damsel. Get up. I say unto thee, arise. I say unto thee, arise. I say unto thee, arise. Come out of it. Come out of it. I'm not going to die in this dilemma. I'm not going to die in this dilemma. Get up, damsel. Get up, young man. Get up, young lady. Get up, young person. Get up. Rise up out of that. I know it's dark. Rise up. I know it's dark. Get up. I know it's difficult. Get up. Get up.
Walk out of this. Walk out of this with your hands raised. Walk out of this with your voice lifted. I'm not dying here. I'm not dying here. to step over the precipice. Are you ready to go with me? Some of you have felt like you're losing it. If you felt like you're losing it, you need to lose yourself in the presence of God. Come on now. You know, Brother Marks, I'm not into hype. I said I'm not into hype. But I believe lifting your voice still brings down Jericho walls. If you're going to lose it, you need to lose it in prayer. If you're going to lose it, you need to lose it in worship. Are you ready? They're going to sing this again. I want you to lose yourself in the presence of God. Close your eyes and lose yourself. One, two, three. Come on. Close your eyes. Go. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Come on. Do something you haven't done in a while. Something you hadn't done in a while. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Young person, shake yourself. Don't just stand there and do something. Do something. Jump. Dance. Roll. Spin. We gotta move. Motion makes miracles. Motion makes miracles. You gotta move. You need to let yourself go. You need to let yourself go. Come on, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. You gotta push past this. You gotta push past this. You gotta break through this. You gotta break through this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, you gotta break through this. You gotta break through this. I'm not losing out with God over this. I'm not losing out with God over this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. You gotta break this. You gotta break out of this. I'm coming out with my hands up. I'm coming out with my voice lifted. I'm coming out with victory. I'm coming out with victory. 
want a young person to get bold. I want you to get both hands in the air. And I want you to shake your fist and let the devil know. I've only begun to fight. I've only begun to fight. Come on. Where you at, young people? Shake those fists. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I've only begun to fight. I can't see you. Shake those fists with some feeling. Shake those fists with some feeling. I didn't get in this to quit. I didn't get in this to quit. I didn't get in this to throw in the towel. Come on, shake them fists. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God, you know too much to lay there and die. Oh my God. You've seen too much to lay there and die. God's invested too much. Damsel! <laughs> My brother Marks, there's so much, there's so much stacked against me. There's all kinds of proof that I'm dead and there's no hope. I have flailed and failed and fumbled. Come on, I'm trying to speak into your life right now. I have been such a disappointment. I'm preaching to somebody. I have let people down. I got one word for you, honey. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. 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 Mark, I, God, come here. God, God. Mark, I, there's too many. There's, I'm too. I'm too far in. Come on, I'm. I'm speaking to somebody, the Holy Ghost. I'm overcommitted, brother Mark. I, if you would have got a hold of me when I had one foot in, but brother Mark, I've already. I've made a commitment. I've already stepped across the line. Damsel, 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 I say unto thee, arise, 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 be not afraid, 
Holy belief. I don't care how deep you're in. God sent me with a word and I didn't even know. It was in my spirit until I walked in the building with you. You can give me all of your excuses, but the Spirit's got one response to every excuse. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Do you got one more push in you? Where's my believers at? Can somebody shout, I believe? You got one more thrust. Come on, surely. If I got a little left in the tank, surely you got something left. I want some of you to get mad. That's why I had you shaking your fist. Come on, even in your immaturities, you prayed a lot of prayers. And God's made you a lot of promises. You need to get mad at the devil. I've come too far to quit. Come on, one more time. I want you to lift those hands. And I want you to push with your voice and your spirit. Come on, cry out again. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight.
arise. Come on, get your head up. Square your shoulders. Come on, give God praise. Come on. The name of Jesus is greater than any depression. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than any depression. One last thing. Look at me. Look at me before I leave you. God can fix anything but quitting. I said God can fix anything but quitting. God can fix anything but quitting. When you quit, He can't fix that. So even if it's what you feel like is not much effort at all, not much effort at all is is better than quitting. Because God can fix anything but quitting. I don't have time to unpack and sort it all out. You have to go study and just take my word for it. But when Mary and Martha, when he finally got them to take him where Lazarus was, the Bible says that he, something happened in him and he began to weep. He was God, Brother Calhoun. He knew what was fixing to happen. He had already said, I'm glad for your sakes. He wasn't just crying because they were upset. If you read it in the ESV, or most of you, if you'll drop down in your margin, you'll find where it talks. Some translation says he was grieved inside. Literally, there's an imagery there. He was mad. And the imagery there, Brother Carol, is when a horse, when a horse is angry and he, he blows out of his nose. Jesus was mad. And there's very few things that make him mad. But he gets upset when you quit. And his anger, they led him to the place that they gave up. He was angry. He wasn't just grieved inside because Lazarus was dead or because his friends were hurting that their brother was dead. He was upset because they had quit.
God's going to get more upset over you quitting than He'll ever get over you struggling. Did you hear what I just said? God's going to get angry over you quitting before He'll ever get angry over your struggles. You can't take the mystery out of this. You'll never take the... Listen. You know God has a love language. It's called trust. You read about the love language, acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation. God's love language is trust. Trust. The enemy wants you to believe that God gets angry because of your struggles and your inconsistencies. God gets angry when you quit. That's when God gets angry because when you quit, you've given him nothing else to work with. quit get on your feet square your shoulders one more time before brother Calhoun comes and closes could we do that would you just square your shoulders and would you lift your head would you signify by the lifting of your hands and the raising of your voice I'm not quitting damsel one more time I speak it over this congregation damsel I say unto thee arise get out of that depression Get out of that despondency. Get out of that disappointment. Come on. Arise. You need to thank God for touching you. Regardless if you feel different or not, you need to thank God for touching you right now. Come on, right now.